Welcome to the Starting With One podcast, Success Leaves Clues series with Robin Bailey and Al McDonald. Have you ever wondered what makes someone successful? What are they doing that is different? How do they achieve greatness? We believe that success leaves clues. In this series, we are interviewing very successful people from different walks of life to hear their stories. We'd like to remind our listeners that the views expressed in this podcast are those of our guests and not necessarily those shared by our hosts. Welcome back to the Starting With One podcast. Thank you again to our audience for helping us achieve our top 20 of 2021 status, not just for Canada friends, that is for all of North America, so our U.S. friends are listening to, so that's always great to hear. Today's episode is sponsored by Life and Legacy Advisory Group. We believe sound financial advice improves people's lives. We are also brought to you by ARIA Benefits. We help visionary entrepreneurs to grow their companies through attracting and retaining top talent. Want to find out the seven secrets that super successful business leaders already know? Then reach out and we'll have a great conversation. I'm your host, Robin Bailey, and today we are missing my co-host and business partner, Al McDonald. I guess, fortunately, Al's calendar is jam-packed with appointments, so maybe, maybe that's a good thing, and maybe it'll allow us to have a better conversation with our guest today. No offense, Al. <laughs> So today's guest I'm super excited about because it took a little bit of time to get her booked on the show, but Amy Frampton is here. Amy is the VP of Marketing at Bamboo HR. She spent more than 15 years in technology and marketing leadership roles in the greater Seattle area. Previously, she was VP of Product Marketing at Spreadsheet, a leading work management software company. Before that, Amy served in marketing and leadership positions at Vulcan, which is the holding company founded by Microsoft co-founder Paul Allen. Hewlett Packard Enterprise and Microsoft. Welcome to the show, Amy. Thanks so much for having me. Awesome to have you here because, like I said, busy people, hard to get time in people's calendar. <laughs> yes, so yes. I always appreciate that, but I got to start out because, you know, as a leader of an organization myself, with a growing team myself, I have to say, Bamboo HR seems to be doing something right. Every single person I've met so far, they're amazing people. And I got to give her a shout out. A prime example would be Natalie Bigney, who put us in touch with each other. And amazing. And for the first time we met, we said, oh my gosh, there's a lot of alignment in our firms in terms of what we want to do to make a difference for our clients. I got to say, the leaders at Bamboo HR are listening. You've got a real superstar there. So I just wanted to get that out there. So I'm glad to have her on the team. She's fantastic. For sure. So let's jump into it. Why don't we start with the obvious? Who or what is Bamboo HR? Bamboo HR is the leading HR software for growing businesses, and we are based just south of Salt Lake City, Utah, and our goal is is really to set people free to do great work. And so when our founders came together, gosh, 13 years ago now, they thought, how are we going to build something that can be frictionless and easy for people to use? growing companies as they hire their first HR person and then continue to grow, how can we make this as usable and supportive of the employee experience as possible? And so that's what we work on here at Bamboo HR. And I've been here a year and a half now and just thrilled to be a part of the team here. Very cool. Well, let's let's talk about that because you know, Bamboo HR, I looked into originally because, you know, a lot of my clients are starting to look for that help. You know, the world, especially in the last 18 months, has, has changed dramatically. The workforce has changed dramatically. Yeah. So how is Bamboo HR helping solve problems for organizations? Sure. Well, the thing is, is if, if you're working from spreadsheets or disconnected systems, 
it is just super hard to have the time to focus on employee experience. And we all know that employee experience is the first thing you need to put in place. You know, some people call it culture, some people call it employee experience, but the world is often talks about, hey, customer experience is king, right? And obviously customers are so, so important to us and, and to our customers, but really to put in place the employee experience is the foundation. Because if your employees are successful, if they're onboarded well, if they understand where they stand in terms of their time off, you know, where they sit in their career, all of those sorts of things. If, if you create a great culture and a great experience for your employees, then they're able to go do the things you need them to do and that they want to do for customers. And so we see employee experience is really foundational. And with Bamboo HR, whether it's, you know, a time tracking or, or making sure that people are onboarded correctly, all of those things create the employee experience. And we know, particularly with onboarding, that people who aren't onboarded well stay, you know, a much shorter percentage of time. People that stay less than six months often say it was because of onboarding. So the predominant uh, reason that people leave is a poor onboarding experience. And so we work to help our customers do that. And we take our own employee experience really seriously. And so our hope is that as we do that, our customers can do the same. There's so much gold there in what you said, and you're right. It starts with onboarding, and I think of a recent experience with us because we're a growing company, and you know the leadership we're sitting down when we're reviewing back, you know, put this person on, and now it's their three month review, and we look back and say, did we give this person the best possible onboarding experience? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you're making me feel guilty here, uh, Amy, because I don't. <laughs> I think we could have done better, and I don't necessarily say that is a bad thing. I think as a leader of an organization, you're always looking to improve. But the other thing you touched on, which I think was incredibly important, is people are coming on board. You've got to make that experience as positive as possible because you do want them to stay with you over the long term. But you also touched on maybe I'm, I'm putting it in different words, but you know, having that line of sight where people are going throughout their career, and I think. Exactly what you're talking about, having that from the very first onboarding experience, it really comes down to communication and communication at every step of that person's journey. And and people who have listened to me before, will I'll sound like a broken record, but I talk about that cadence of communication. So I really do right. believe in keeping those lines of communication open. Yeah, wanna... That two-way communication is so important, right? I mean, you talked about evaluation yeah. and how important that is, you know, how are we doing it at 90 days? How are we doing it at 120 days, et cetera? And we have an EMPS product, but more importantly than having the product is we use it. And so we can get regular feedback and understand how the employee experience is going and where we can improve because you can always improve, right? Yeah, absolutely. And one of the things that I liked that you said early on, you were talking about your own culture at Bamboo HR and and you use those experiences to, of course, improve your product and your service. From an outsider looking in, I would say Bamboo HR is really well known for being a great workplace. You mentioned in the beginning, you haven't been there that long. So maybe can you share with us some of your observations about the internal culture since you joined? So I joined a year and a half ago, right as the COVID shutdowns in in America started and and around the world, really. And I I come from Seattle. I moved down to Utah for this role. And and in Seattle, things closed down a little quicker because they became a hotspot a little bit quicker. So I was evaluating bamboo really from a shutdown position, which was, you know, made it harder. But I think there's so many of us now across the world, across the country 
that have been in jobs where they've never, you know, had a quote unquote normal workplace, started jobs, moved jobs during this time. And so I, you know, I read everything I could about Bamboo's culture. I, you know, obviously went to all the sites, talked to employees and all these things. And I remember saying to my husband, it can't, I mean, it sounds like it's great. It can't be this good. You know, there's got to be something. And I'll tell you, it is this good. It's such a focus and it has been since the beginning. It doesn't mean we're perfect for sure, because, you know, anytime there's humans involved, there's no perfection. But from the start, Ryan Sanders and Ben Peterson are two founders and now our CEO, Brad Rencher, and, and the leadership team across the board have been super focused on having the right culture and having an employee experience where not only are we allowing our customers to be set free to do great work, but where our, our employees are as well. And so what does that mean? Because that all sounds kind of like a marketing person wrote it, which you know we do. <laughs> but I think the key is about living our values and really focusing on the values that we have as a company and, you know, every company has written values or most do. And, you know, you get them on the first day at your onboarding course and you think, okay, check, there's the values, right? And we all have read Amazon's values or Microsoft's values. Our values are, are all about who we want to be every day and how we want to work together. And I've never worked in a place that lives their values to the level of bamboo. And I think through holding ourselves accountable to that as leaders, as colleagues, as friends, we've created something pretty darn special here. We care about each other and we care more about each other and our customers than maybe things you might assume a business would, would care about. You know, it's just, it's super. And as you look at our values, their values, like be open, leave from where you are, um, make it count. And so we want people to have full lives and really do their best while they're here and then, and then go have great lives as well outside of work. I'll tell you, my favorite value will um, rotate. You know, one month I'll say, oh, my favorite value is this one. And then I'll say, no, my favorite value is this one. Right now it's leave from where you are because it's all about each individual really stepping up, no matter your role or title to do the right thing for our customers, for each other. And people live those here. It's, it's pretty phenomenal. It's, I'm truly honored to be a part of it. When Natalie and I first started chatting, and that was one of the things that we found, our, our values, our corporate values were very similar between our firms. And I think that's why the conversation continued to where it did and, and looking at yeah, you know, yeah. partnering and, and, and doing all these kind of wonderful things that will ultimately benefit both of our clients. But I'm looking, as we're, as we're chatting, I'm looking at, we call them our guiding principles. And it's exactly, you say, you get it on your first day, you know, whether you're an employee or whether you write them as the leadership and then they sit on the wall, you mount them on the wall. And then for like, for yes, us, they sat there and no one ever, and it collected dust and nobody looked. And when we were, you know, reinventing the company, like a lot of firms did back in March of 2020 and April, 2020, because mm -hmm. we thought, okay, yeah. we don't know what this means, but here's a great time for any changes we want to make in the company. Let's do it. So that was one of the exercises we did. We wrote our guiding principles. We have six of them. And one of the things that I think is, is quite unique because we didn't want to have them on the first day and then forget about them. We, we do want, same right. as you guys, we want people to live those. So our marketing lead is actually turning all six of those into animated avatars and using different examples of and a little animated um, that we can send around. And, and when a new employee comes on, they get to see those. And, and it is a little bit of fun, but it's a way to say, this is what's really important. This is what success means to us. So I, I really like that. 
I was hoping we could jump over into wellness. We're talking about corporate culture. Sure. Wellness has become mm-hmm. so much more important since the pandemic hit. A lot of things have become more important. Wellness is, is one of them. What are the conversations your leadership team is, is having around employee wellness since you joined in, in early 2020? And I mean, I guess I'll frame that with, you know, given that you joined right as COVID was kicking off, I mean, yeah. what, a, what a unique time. It is. It's a super unique time. And, and one of the things we've really focused on is continuing connection. You know, everyone has gone through this period and it's still going on. I think the summer we like to say when COVID was happening, but it's still a, a real thing. Very real. Having that connectedness and making sure every manager is checking in on folks and that we are giving people time off as they need that we're allowing people to draw boundaries. Cause you know, one of the things of course we've all found is when you work from home, sometimes that the boundaries between work and home at night aren't as good to embrace kind of some of the, I would say home madness that has to happen and find the joy in that of a toddler coming in and sitting on a lap or a a dog barking in the back, you know, ready to play, or we've really focused on embracing some of that hidden joy. You know, I've met way more of my team's kids than I ever would have and pets and spouses and friends and partners and all of those things. And so finding the joy in that is, I think is super important. And then making sure that people get the kind of support they need, whether it's through the benefits that we offer and and making sure that there's um, mental health resources to giving them ways to to take time off or, or connect as, as needed with family and friends and with coworkers. So we've done all sorts of virtual parties. We did a fun Halloween party with, cause we've got, you know, 150 people on my team where everyone, you know, dressed up and we did it and played games. And we really try to continue the communication and even bump it up to increase wellness. And then understand that sometimes I know that people say this a lot and maybe it starts to sound trite, but that it's okay not to be okay. And that if you need a day off or you need an afternoon off, or you need an hour off or whatever it is that we support you in taking that, because this has been a lot and just making sure that people have the resources and then listening. We talked about earlier, you know, two-way communication, really trying to get even more feedback about how we're doing so that as things change, we're able to support people in the way they need to be supported. I think this summer, as we kind of thought, frankly, we were coming out of it. I don't think we were alone in that. And then going back into some some real spikes, making sure that we continue to support people as they go through that emotionally as well. Yeah, it's been, I mean, growing up, I mean, we've talked about it with so many people. I mean, no one ever could have predicted this. This was a movie, right? This was a movie we would go and say, oh my yes. gosh, wow, yes. glad, glad that's not happening. And here we are living through it. So, you know, it's it's been so tough on everyone. But what I love that you said in the beginning, and it's so true. And, you know, with my colleagues, we'll talk about face-to-face is the best. And of course, I'm in sales. Mm-hmm. So face-to-face is always best. You can yeah. read yeah. body language, all that kind of thing. But- You know, I was making a point that I have developed relationships during this time that I would argue might even be deeper than some of the relationships I made face to face, because you're right, a dog, the first time a dog, you know, came into the frame or a young toddler, you know, came looking for mom while we were having a conversation and it's aspects of people's lives that I've never would have seen. I, I have one client, I know he listens, so he's going to know who I'm talking to. So I won't <laughs> say your name because I'm not going to out you, but a very powerful C-suite, you know, CFO. 
And the first time we're meeting, my Star Wars fans will know what this is. There's a Millennium Falcon model in the background <laughs> from Star Wars. Yes. And he said, yes, this is my new office, my son's room, because he was living in Toronto. And he saw <laughs> yes. smaller quarters in Toronto. But it was fantastic because, you know, that carried a conversation that never would have happened in the boardroom. That has just become par for the course. No one is going to get upset if the dog is barking or, you know, you're late to, you couldn't get on the Teams meeting or the WebEx or because you use this technology and I use this one. I think people have just become very relaxed in that. And I really like seeing that. And, you know, you made a point of if someone isn't up to coming in that day and it's okay not to feel okay and and it's okay to reach out to people for help. So I think, you know, with technology, I'm pretty proud of the people, my clients and the people, my team, I think we've adapted really well. And I think we're, we're all there to support each other, which is, which has been really, really nice. So what are you hearing Amy from your clients? Is it the kind of the same sentiment you're hearing from clients, the same challenges? Because I know you're dealing with a lot of HR people, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. stewards of culture within their own firms. For sure. These companies are dealing with the same things that we're dealing with. And most of them had come back for folks who could work remote. Obviously, not all, not all people can work remote, but for people who were, they like us and, and probably you had come back to work plans in place that were then, you know, completely blown up. They're super focused on making sure that the mental health support for their teams is there. Maybe, you know, in some cases in ways that they hadn't before, just because it's become so prominent as a challenge. And at the same time, so while they're dealing with, you know, are we going to come back to work or if we have workers who couldn't go home, you know, how are we going to help them stay safe? They're also growing their businesses and hiring like crazy and wanting to make sure people are onboarded, right? So like all the regular things, plus, you know, these extra things, plus growing businesses. And so anything that we can do here, whether it's through our software, obviously, but also through sharing best practices and having exchanges like this, where, you know, people have the chance to kind of step back and think, how can I go do what I need to do here in in the best way for the company and for our employees? It's a struggle. And so our hope is that, you know, with Bamboo HR, people are given some extra time there and set free to do more. But we say that with a full understanding that right now there's a lot of more (laughs) that they want to do because of the support that is needed. And so, you know, we just try to partner the best that we can in supporting our customers in that. Yeah. And and I really feel that as an employee benefit consultant and, and being approached by Bamboo HR, I do feel to me, it must come from the leadership. There is definitely a feeling of the firm wants to partner. They want to do, you know, bring good value to clients. So on that note, I want to talk about the founders because I'm, I'm a founder myself. So I, I always want to go back to that sure. maybe, and maybe, and then I've got a personal question for you after. Don't worry. I'm not going to put sure. that in the spot too badly, <laughs> but let's, let's talk about the partners. I mean, how many years has it been? Is it about 13? Like, what do you think the founders did right? You know, that many years ago yeah. when you were starting the company. We are so lucky to have had the founders and have the founders because they're still absolutely involved. Ryan Sanders and, and Ben Peterson are our founders. They grew the company from 2008 until just almost two years ago when they hired their first non-founder CEO who joined in October. So just about two years ago, almost. And they worked with him for 10 months before everyone kind of came to the conclusion that this was the right thing to do. And he's terrific. And, you know, they really, they focused on 
making this a place that they would want to come to work and that would help customers create the same sorts of, of spaces in their businesses. So they really focused on it being a place that they and their friends would want to come to work every day. And because of that thoughtfulness and that focus being primary versus let's just get some software out there and, you know, and see what we can do. We really have a strong foundation. They're the ones that, that wrote the values. There used to be five. Now they're, they're six. They really were thoughtful about how do we want to build a place that we're excited to come to every day and that our, that our coworkers are excited. So the focus on the foundation was super important. And now that we're growing so fast, we're just about to hit a thousand folks. When I started, we had 500 we're growing so fast that foundation becomes even more important. And the fact that they hired people that wanted to live in the same way and live those values and and execute those values uh, both internally and externally. So I'm just in awe and thankful for what they built here because it means now as, as we scale, we really do have a firm foundation to build on. So they're awesome. Now our Ryan Sanders is now our CPO. So he came back, he was basically re-recruited to come back uh, into leadership and Ben Peterson is still super involved as well. So we're lucky that we haven't, we haven't lost either of them to, you know, other endeavors. I'm wondering if my listeners are going to pick up on something you said, because it struck me because I don't think I've had a conversation this year where someone would have said that when you were talking about the growth of Bamboo HR, you said you're approaching a thousand folks. And most people would say a thousand employees or a thousand people. (laughs) And folks to me, I'm a folks guy. I love, you'll see me write emails and folks. And to me, it speaks volumes about the culture that you're building there. Because to me, folks is very familiar and family oriented and very close. So I love that you said that. Why don't we close out? Because again, we talked a lot about wellness today and mental health. Amy, you're running a hundred miles an hour, same as a lot of us. <laughs> what do you do in your downtime? Like, what do you do to make sure you get that work-life balance? You get that mental health time away yeah. so you can recharge. Like, what do you do? I'm not being paid to say this, but honestly, my Peloton is my safety line. Like I ride almost every day, probably six days a week. And I ride with people all around the country because the connection is important. My friends that have Pelotons, you know, will meet up for a virtual class and I, I just think that's super important to kind of, you know, sweat it out as they say. And then I'm a huge gardener. And right now I have so much zucchini. I hope every listener will email me and ask for zucchini and I will mail it out because I have zucchini going. I don't know what it is about the Utah sun or something, but we can grow a zucchini like I've never seen before. This is my first year gardening here and, and um, it's been super fun to have hot weather vegetables. Amazing. So Peloton, I'm a Peloton person as well. So favorite instructor. Yeah. That is always hard, but Cody, I know. Cody's Cody. Okay. Okay. I do more running with Peloton. So Bex Gentry and Olivia Omato, fantastic. She's so, awesome. Matt so. Wilpers. I love Matt yes, Wilpers. Matt, yeah. Power zone with him. He's great. But if I, you know, have had a stressful day, end of the day, a class with Cody can just make you smile for the rest of the night. Yeah. And I tell people, people always ask, I've been in fitness and martial arts my whole life. People ask, what should I do to stay in shape? Whatever you enjoy. Right. Whatever's fun. If it's walking, if it's gardening, if it's swimming, whatever works, whatever you're going to do consistently, that's it. Well, Amy, this has been fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us today and, and sharing your story and as well as Bamboo HR story. 
What's the best way for people to reach out to you if they have questions about yourself and your zucchinis or what you're doing at Bamboo <laughs> HR? Yeah, I'm, I mean, again, I it's crazy. I'm happy to throw some in the mail. The best way to reach me is my email, aframpton at bamboohr.com. I'd love to hear from folks and connect. And thanks so much for having me, Robin. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what a real pleasure. I'm going to take you on that note. Well, that does it for today's episode, folks. I really enjoyed this conversation. I hope you did too. Al wasn't with us today, but if you have any questions for Al or myself, please feel free to give us a call or by joining the conversation on LinkedIn. Success leaves clues, my friends. And remember, it all starts with one.